This is Set Aside Some Time, an MSPN podcast, and it's brought to you by the National MSP Network, or MSPN for short. And now, on to the episode. Hello, everyone, and welcome to the MSPN podcast. Thank you for setting aside some time to be with us today. I am Bridget Smith, your host, and my guests today are Kira Koba and Michelle Allen. Kira and Michelle are principals at Allen Koba. They've been in the Medicare compliance world for many, many years and have served um, on the board of MSPN. And Kira was a former president, and they currently have uh, their own um their own group right now and we are lucky to have them with us here to talk about some updates in the Medicare compliance world. Thank you both for joining us, Michelle and Kira. Thanks so much, Bridget. Glad to be here. Uh, Thank you. Yes. uh, So uh, we were going to start off with something that kind of came out uh, uh, a few weeks ago and uh, thought we'd talk about it. it wasn't on our scheduled agenda, but um, there was a notice from the Office of Management and Budget, OIRA division, and uh, wanted to know if you two could talk a little bit about what came out that notice and what it said and what it means. Yeah, sure. We'd be glad to. Uh, and and what interesting timing of all of this, uh, just a week after the national and right when the uh, the uh, fiscal year is starting for CMS and we're looking at a, at a new year ahead for uh, many primary payers. So uh, to get to get really, really big news from CMS at this time of year is is not unusual, but this is a really big one. Uh, people are saying this one could have a, a, a seismic uh, impact to the MSP community. And uh, we're just to be clear, we're talking about civil monetary penalties for Section 111 reporting. Yep. And, and with the Section 111 reporting, you know, we've been waiting a long time. We've had some fits and starts for those. And the notice itself, um, what I thought was interesting on that is that it's it it didn't list that the rule was economically significant, right? Um, what do you guys think about that? I know that was one of the things CMS was looking and and analyzing. Uh, what are your thoughts on that? Sure. Um, do you want me to go? Yeah. All right. So um, my hope is that CMS has added some sort of a cap on whether or not um, a carrier can be penalized beyond a certain dollar figure, or they've put in some sort of common sense um, penalty that meets the crime, so to speak. Uh, For example, if you forgot to report a case, but Medicare never made any conditional payments. What's the harm on that one? Is it a thousand dollars plus inflation um, a day penalty per beneficiary, or is that excessive? Um, I think if that was what actually ended up getting doled out, so to speak, in terms of penalties to the insurance community in the United States, it would have an an enormous economic impact 
uh, not only the U.S. economy, but the insurance industry generally and injured workers, injured parties across the United States. So I don't think it's in anyone's best interest to bankrupt to bankrupt our insurance system in this country. <laughs> right, right. And 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 it did, and Carrie, you you made a good point about maybe there are some changes because on the notice it did say consistent with change. So it, it appears that there could be some changes from that proposed rule, right? Yeah. Well, they changed, there was an executive order that occurred between the time where this rule was first proposed. At the time the rule was first proposed, the economic impact threshold was $100 million. And in April of this year, there was an executive order that raised that amount to $200 million. Um, So, yeah, I mean, they probably scrutinized it under the $200 million threshold because that's where we're at right now. And that's how it's going to be published. Um, But it's always been discretionary. So my hope is that they, in some manner, made it a little bit less discretionary and maybe amended it to not exceed a certain amount um, as maybe a lifetime cap for each carrier or a yearly cap per carrier or something along those lines. Um, so it can still be something that deters not complying with this law, but doesn't do such severe harm to the carriers that they aren't able to continue doing business. Yeah. And, and Michelle, you hit the nail on the head. It's an interesting time of year. It always seems that the fall, uh, (laughs) around this time, it, it usually some things come up and and speaking of of the fall we've had a lot of of conferences in the last uh few months here i know uh nationals uh national comp was one of those conferences and um there were some uh great uh presenters at national comp some good content do you guys want to give us uh some some things that went on some of the takeaways from from that event Absolutely. Um, I know of two really great Medicare sessions that occurred uh, <laughs> at the National uh, Comp Conference. The first one um, I can discuss and Kira can speak about the, the second one. <clears throat> the first one was a panel that was conducted by the Medicare Secondary Payer Network. And the speakers included John Kane, who is the president of our organization, as well as myself and my role as vice president, and also Annie Davidson who is our treasurer. And uh, in our presentation, we discussed many of the issues uh, within the last 12 months uh, since the last conference. Uh, and we talked about what the different impacts have been to various payers and also attorneys, uh, any stakeholders in the industry and what our role as an organization has been to try and help facilitate some of those conversations. Uh, again, really, really interesting that the civil monetary penalties could potentially come down in terms of a final rule in the next several days or weeks given the fact that uh, the National MSPN is having its annual conference in just a few weeks now. 
And one of the things that we talked about on our panel at National Comp was how nice it is to have that annual conference so yeah. that various industry stakeholders can really talk through some of these issues. And even if you're not getting the most clear guidance or you don't um, feel as though you absolutely know what the right answers are, you can kind of bounce these things off of one another. And that conference is a great opportunity to do so. Um, hopefully we will have some of the input from CMS and uh, members of the, the various contractors that work with CMS and the administration of the MSP program. And, and hopefully we'll be able to have an opportunity to pick their brains a little bit about what this all means if this rule drops before the conference. Um, but even if we aren't and, and the conference isn't uh, grounds for that, certainly payers are going to talk about what this means to them and, and how they're safeguarding against risk. Yeah, I, I'm, I, I, Michelle, that's, that's absolutely true. I think everybody looks forward to the conference for partially because of that reason. Um, and it would be great, although I don't think anyone would love the idea of a rule, but if the rule is going to come out, that we have the ability to discuss all of that at the conference. So that, that is, that's great. That's yeah, we're, we're all kind of in this together, right? <laughs> <laughs> right, right, we are. For better or for worse. <laughs> right. And Kara, what about your panel? Yeah. So uh, on our panel, what we did is I spoke with um, a an executive from a large carrier, uh, Berkshire Halfway, and he, it was really him I moderated, which was great. And the audience loved it. Um, he talked about really high level, complex issues that come up in the land of Medicare set-asides. That's what we focused on. Um, and we got a ton of great responses and a lot of people in the audience coming up to us afterwards and going, no one ever talks about this stuff. Thank you. <laughs> was not your basic presentation. Um, but, you know, we talked a lot about what do you do in situations where you have a third party liability case and a comp case going on at the same time? What do you do in situations where you have an applicant or a claimant's attorney who re absolutely refuses to settle the case without MSA, um, an MSA being submitted to CMS, um, when it may or may not even meet thresholds for submission to CMS? What do you do when... Opposing counsel wants to include treatment that isn't reasonable in an MSA. And how do you negotiate the settlement such that all the parties can be happy? Um, so we talked a lot about negotiation tactics, strategies. Um, but in the but at the end of the day, we really focused a lot on the injured worker um, and how important it is to lead with doing what's right. And if you do what's right, it kind of works everything else out in a in a much simpler manner. You know what's cool about National Comp and WCI, and I just have to say this, um, having gone to both of them for over 20 years now, I love how the content surrounding Medicare secondary payer has become so advanced and so sophisticated. We're not just talking about, um, you know, Medicare 101, you know, what is a Medicare set aside? What is the Medicare Secondary Payer Act? 
we're talking about these complex issues and we're talking about, you know, different stakeholder groups that are out there that a lot of people didn't know about um, where you can, you know, share your concerns and talk through some of this stuff. It's really cool that uh, MSB is evolving and, and becoming more sophisticated and being recognized as such at these big major national conferences. Yeah, I think that's a great point, Michelle. Um, I'm sorry, Carrie, what were you going to say? No, I was going to say the same thing. That's such a good point. And I think one of the other things that MSPN has done a really good job of is attracting members that can add value to these conversations in our committee discussions. Um, but also, I think by being a part of the MARC Coalition, MSPN has really been able to get information that is pertinent to these regulatory processes. And we have a voice in the lobbying and legislative initiatives that are going on um, throughout the country. So I think that this networking group has done a lot for this industry uh, on both sides, not just for the carriers and not just for the injured parties, but for everybody. Um, so that we're all collaborating on an issue that really impacts all of us um, and making sure that we're doing the right thing and we're keeping the lines of communication open with the government. Yeah, absolutely. And I think that's been one of the, the biggest things, too, um, with CMS participating in the MSPN conferences and, and you know, sharing things uh, and feeling comfortable doing that. So, um that's been something that's been definitely a highlight. And speaking of the conference, Michelle, uh, that is coming up. And I know that you're going to be talking about that on another podcast. But um, what are you most looking forward to about, about the conference? Oh, geez, there's so much to look forward to. And uh, I, I I don't want to uh, step on, I guess, my own toes for the other <laughs> <laughs> podcast but you know anyone who knows me knows I'm pretty clumsy and I could step on my own toes it's oh, totally no. possible uh but the thing probably looking forward to the most is the new venue we're going to be in a different location this year so we we tend to uh to to stay in Baltimore because that's where we have the most opportunity for interaction with CMS. That's where the mothership is located. So uh, our our willingness to to be in in Baltimore each and every year uh, has put us in a position where we've kind of like outgrown the old space. And uh, there were there were some scheduling challenges this year. The the national uh, comp conference was in September, whereas last year it was in October. Next year it was in October also. Uh, so we had to we had to move down the road to uh, the hotel at Arundel Preserve. That's the name of it. And this is going to be kind of cool because, uh, as far as I can see, we have the run of the place. there but us. So uh, it's going to be. I, I mean, talk about us being a tight knit community. We're going to be a tight knit community, truly having a, you know, summer camp on location experience with nobody else in this entire venue except for us. Wow. So, <laughs> wow. I know. It's like we're all going to camp together. Uh, <laughs> it's like a dance camp? Uh, MS, <laughs> I'm not, I'm not sure. I, I mean, there could be music. I don't know. <laughs> Anything's possible with MSBN. 
<laughs> but it's a beautiful venue. It's right around the corner from where we've been located uh, at the live casino for the last several years. So if anybody needs to get their, their gambling fix on, I, I think it's a, a short maneuver across the parking lot to have access to that. Uh, but we're going to be, we're going to be on our own. And uh, it looks like a really, really cool venue and looking forward to it. Well, that that's great. And um, we're looking forward to it too. And I, I, Everybody, please join us on our, our next podcast where Michelle's going to, with Amy Bilton, is going to uh, give some highlights and talk in more in depth about uh, the upcoming conference. So we hope you all can can make it to Baltimore. And uh, uh, ladies, thank you for the, uh, you know, the, the tips and your thoughts uh, and the national comp uh, presentations, I, you know, with the, the complexity of MSP right now. Uh, Medicare secondary payer. It's great that the depth of these these conversations are happening because it does help everyone involved, right? Uh, including primary payers, including the claimant. And here, I really liked what you said about you know if you start with with doing what's right with the claimant, that that things work out and and you have a good path going forward. So thank you for sharing that, and thank you both oh. for your time and setting Thanks, it up. Thank you, Bridget. Good yes. to see you. See you in Baltimore. See you in Baltimore. And please join us for that next podcast. And thank you to our audience for setting aside some time as well. Everybody take care and have a great day. Bye now. Thank you. Bye.